forever. Dog. Nice goss. Great goss. Fierce goss. Hard goss. I want your goss. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for putting that in there. Uh, how do you do you are you familiar with the Bodman commercials? Yeah. Nice bod. Hot, Hot bod. bod. Yeah. Great bod. It's like the enunciation of them is very strange. Can you imagine really that uh, commercial audition? Okay, now do it again. But Give us a different one. Happy, but your dog is sick. Go crazy. Yeah. Okay. Let's just see what you do. Let's just do it for fun. Yeah. Throw it away. Throw it away. <laughs> Welcome back for another steaming, piping, piping scalding oh, serving of hot gods. This, of course, is our weekly chat show where we talk about events and our lives, issues in politics, politics, and take a deep, deep dive, dive into the DMs. <laughs> Let's get into some hot gods. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just pressed them at random. See what they say. <laughs> oh, uh, the squeak. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Well, um, how are you? What's going on? I'm so good. I I've been all I've been around the world. I I I. We were in Madison Square Garden on Friday yeah, night. Yeah, were. Um, the night before that, I saw the Share Show, and oh, was bit so hard my juve shifted. Um. Oh right. Yeah. The, yeah. The pump. That bruise just went away yesterday. I was like, oh. Um, yeah. Uh, well, and a biter. Um, and then <laughs> Sunday I had a gig with our guest today, maybe a girl. We were at some place called Tenants in the Trees, the old MJs. And I was like, really? yeah, I was like, this place was so much better when it was covered in cum. Oh, girl, MJ's was filthy. Remember? Mother. Someone took a shit in the corner during the phone party one time oh and we found God. it at like 2.15 and we were like, oh, wow. And I got locked <sighs> in the back truck that. for my birthday. Ugh, it was great. <laughs> um, and how was your weekend? You were all over New York, right? Oh, yes. Just New Yorking about um, making content, you know. Haters roast drawing. So raw. So raw. I mean, so raw that when I pulled my balls out, they cut away. I'm like, oh, wow. Not raw at all. I was like, who's the idiot that did that? And Murray and Peter were like, oh, it was the Vimeo camera guy. I was like, why would a Vimeo camera guy cut away from that? It's paid per view. And it's like one of the only physical gags in the show like i try to do stuff to like break up the yeah. just talking like my lasso trick and like my my nuts and stuff and i was like y'all i don't know who was at the helm but also the fact that our sets had to be cut down because someone couldn't put a timer on the first act it's like that's the first rule of comedy you have a timer with a red light so the haters roast raw for me was a little bit raw but mostly salmonella well I had, I mean, from start to finish, so I fun. had a really nice time because I got to just hang out with the divas, catch up a little bit. Everyone was really fucking funny. I had a really nice time. Me too. But yes, unfortunately, why, if the issue of going over time was so essentially important and vital, I 
why was there no mechanism of like, I'm literally going to stand at the fucking front of the stage and shoot a flashlight in your eye blinking? Like, oh, it's it doesn't was. have to be some fancy, sophisticated mm. device. But like, let us know when to wrap it up, you know? Well, also, they text Darian, who's the host. They have her every 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 tour stop they would have her texting like them back and forth with the on stage off stage okay uh, and they didn't i guess they didn't choose to utilize that because then all of a sudden at intermission they say your 20 minute intermission to change is now 12 and uh you have to cut your sets to 10 and, we, uh, and then they told us oh and if we're late at 11 30 we get fined 10,000 and at 12 30 we get fined forty thousand dollars and we are not willing to absorb this cost and we're like this is not our fault yeah like we it takes told, me 10 minutes to get that wig off alone we were told <laughs> you use a lot of pids girl sometimes i have to pids and mastics <laughs> um uh, we were told at intermission well we were told ahead of time to prepare 10 minutes 12 to 15 it was what 10 i got to 12 12 and then they knew we'd go 15 yeah well I prepared accordingly so that I would be around 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. But when they came back at, at intermission and said, everybody needs to cut down their set. We are way over time. Uh, so Start cutting things. So then I was completely taken out of the moment because I like I hate rushing. It's like my least favorite thing. And when my mind has to be concerned about how much time rather than like being funny, it really threw me off. I hope I wasn't fucking horrible, but um, you were great. I wish I could have just sat there and like let the jokes sit longer, which is what I prefer. Pregnant pauses. Yeah, I've never seen. So pregnant. I've never seen you stutter. <laughs> I mean, stuttering is when you talk too fast and no one's ever accused you of that. But you had a stu I was like, she, that's, oh. yeah, it was, it was um, not the, I mean, 95% of the show was like hanging out with everybody else and like kikiing and uh, it was a great day. Yeah. The little bit of time on stage that I had, I was like, I wish I could have done more with this and I wish they would have captured it better. It's like they should listen to the drag queens or something. Hmm. Well. I don't know. Live, laugh, love. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so wait, you had an exciting moment with Miss Ray Latre at oh, the LA yeah. Emmys. <laughs> Fish sticking about. We were uh, asked to present at the local LA Emmys. And what is the LA Emmys? It's Help for um, excellence in local television work. Like we presented uh, best coverage of uh, an unscripted event. So like, you know what Tally Outwater covered in um, Up Close and Personal? The prison riot where Fernando mm. Butando died. That was his name, Fernando Butando. Okay. Um, it was like that, like some something unexpected, like excellence in in um, smaller works, not just like you know the news right. or docu PBS that kind of stuff. Well, you both looked really amazing. Thank you. Yeah, Ray was going to really wear this large. like gown that Johnny Wujek gave her, and I was like, if I wear this, you can't wear that. <laughs> so we went upstairs. I styled her real quick. Got her in a little wiggle giggle number. And then we presented. I got to wear a dress that was like a legacy garment for me, which was really special. My drag mom, Mama, who worked at uh, Bob Mackey's Costume Place mm -hmm. for years, she had like this underskirt for a dress. Mm -hmm. She was um, a mountain of a woman. So I just made yes. it into like a one shoulder little twirly twirly gig. So pretty. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. I felt really pretty. And then we finished and Ray got on the bus to Vegas. <laughs> 
She got on a Greyhound. What? I was like, how are you going to present at the Emmys and then go on a Greyhound? That's <laughs> amazing. But that's Raila Trace. She will fucking work. Girl, she's, she's always hustling. The yeah. one. 100%. Um, the one, the two, the three, the four, the five. <laughs> all of them. Well, um, my favorite uh, <laughs> Cylon uh, t- said, <laughs> Alessandro Torrizani, friend of the pod, <laughs> deep friend of the pod, yeah. posted receipts of her and Willem at Bingo in 2007. This is like, what face is this? What version of your face is this? This was the, f- the OG. One? This was OG. Face OG, one? This was before I lost the weight. That's why I look so nose soft. One? <laughs> uh, OG nose. I'm good. The one and only. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> what is... That's Alessandro Torresani? Yeah, before the Hamburger Mary's remodel, when the stage was in the front with just those milk crates. She's blonde in this picture, so I didn't know what was going on when She's I first saw those. blonde and banged, and I, I, I guess she listens to the podcast. It's so weird because uh, the guy in the back is my friend Xander, and he's like, why are you so mean to Alessandra on the podcast? I'm like, we're not. He, text, he texted Anthony, and I was like, give me your phone. So I had to send it back. I was like... A, we're just joshing with her because she's just another judge they put with no drag knowledge on, but her gloves were really cute. She was good. She was a good judge. She did, but like... Um. Like the... the, the, I want her on the pod. I'd be fine with that. I found... Alessandra. I found that... If you're listening, (laughs) you're my favorite Cylon. Uh. The level of artifice when Yara Sophia was forced to pretend like she knew who she was... That used to be be the hallmark of Drag Race. It was like none of the girls like were aware of like any of the, the, but in the script or or the, you know, in the run of the show, Mm -hmm. it is your job to be like, oh, oh my God. Even if you have no idea. None. Yeah. So Alessandra, um, Alessandra, I'm sorry if we, um, perturbed you in any way but you're lovely deep friend of the pod since deep 2007 friend. you know what I'm gonna take a, t- uh, a break and call us on I want It's now time for our everyone's favorite segment. Oh, I didn't warm up. Which is <laughs> Let's Get Political. Political. I want to get political. Let me see your policy. Nick was reading us for our oh. never, never uh, fucking get it right, singing our fucking Let's Get Political team song, harmonizing on harmonies every single time with no fucking, we can't just go in a studio and record it and use it. Well, if she wants to come down a third, maybe she could get on my level. <laughs> and then we can talk. Um, yeah, the, the, the fine people of Reddit have suggested, I can't believe Dipper hasn't gotten them a pitchfork yet. <laughs> A bitch bite. I'll get a fucking <laughs> pitch <laughs> I said what I said. William doesn't smoke pitch no. pipes anymore. <laughs> uh, Those days are long gone. Eat stress-free this spring with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. You can choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, 
or vegan and veggie. Also, you're going to want to discover the 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and fuel up for your springtime goals. The factor meals were so great. I love that they came in a recyclable container and with very little waste. And the food, delicious. My... Taste buds had a party. Exactly. Really good. Really easy to make. Loved it. Not a lot of cleanup because Factor Meals eliminates the hassle of the prepping, the cooking, and cleaning up. Simply heat and savor the good stuff, and you can customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. And then pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Get chef-prepared meals on the table in two minutes with Factor's ready-to-eat meals. So you can get back to doing what you love this spring. And if you're looking for gourmet meals, try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. In fact, we're celebrating Earth Day all month long. Look out for Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for our lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash drag50 drag 50. and use code drag50 drag 50. to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code drag50 50 at factormeals.com slash Drag 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is still active. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week, you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Um, we have a very special uh, moment in for Let's Get Political today because in studio with us right now is political uh, person uh, and drag star of stage and screen. Maybe a girl is here. Hey, ladies. Thank you so much for having me. So wait, what is your you ran for an office and you got elected? I did. It was a really surreal experience. Uh, it still is kind of surreal. Um, so I ran for Silver Lake Neighborhood Council here in Los yeah. Angeles. And I was elected. My community came out and casted their ballots for maybe a girl. Wow. So you ran as maybe a girl? I did, yes. Work. So I initially <laughs> wanted to run for this particular office last year, but I had just missed the cutoff for the application by like a mm. week. So I was like, ah, oh, that kind of sucks. But at least this gives me an opportunity to really dig into the position, see what it's all about, see if it's something I really want to do. Yeah. And so... Uh, oh, before you were just going to do it for fun? <laughs> well, not that. I was like, you know, I do really want to get involved, but it was kind of like I saw that the neighborhood council elections were about to happen and i was like oh maybe that's something that i should get involved with yeah and um 
I'm glad that I waited a little bit so I could really, you know, prepare myself, prepare my agenda, my campaign. And uh, yeah, it's been fantastic so far. Uh, the like the campaign process was it was really I didn't know what to expect because, yeah. you know, you, you don't really meet a lot of people that have, you know, run an election, you know? Girl, uh, yeah. No so uh, I was really fortunate when I ran for the Silver Lake Neighborhood Council because I ran with a group of people. Uh, so we all mm-hmm. ran individually, but we formed a slate called Silver Lake Progressive. So we all s- shared a, a similar set of progressive values. Work. And the really cool thing was that all 11 of us that were on the slate, we all got elected to the council. Oh, cool. And the council has oh, 21 work. members. So we effectively made a progressive majority. majority, which is really cool, <sighs> which really allows for actual change Sick. in our community. So. Yeah. Yes. You, you do have the best catchphrase I have ever heard. Vote yes on maybe. Vote yes on maybe. What? It's so funny. We were at an event on Sunday and the whole bar went up when she said it. It's like, it's brilliant. Thank you. Well, you know, uh, something I wanted to say is a lot of people have been asking me what, you know, what is a neighborhood council? What does the neighborhood council do? Yeah. So for those of you that don't know what uh, the neighborhood council system is like. Uh, establish the cruising areas. <laughs> pretty much. Oh, yes, yeah. that. Needle drops. Yeah. Uh, LA has uh, three levels of government. So there's the mayor at the top, Eric Garcetti, and then there are 15 city council districts. And then there's approximately 90 neighborhood council districts. And the importance of the neighborhood council system is that it's the most grassroots level of government in Los Angeles. It's really the level where uh, the community gets its input into how legislation uh, affects our neighborhoods. So we we actually, we're not a legislative board, we're more of an advisory board. So all of the neighborhood councils act as an advisory board to city council. And, you know, they take our our official recommendations and they don't have to listen to what we say, but if enough of us say, hey, we want this to happen, hey, we don't want this to happen, well, they should listen to us. Yeah. I have, I have, um, Probably the most important question. Um, do you wear the same hair for each gig? You know, <laughs> I do, well the hair that I wore on Sunday, that blonde I, with the root. Yes, that's I, very politician. Thank you. I actually don't really wear that to a lot of my meetings. I normally wear. I go for like a short blonde bob, um, but kind of like you know, right. I like to style it so you know, it looks a cute. Bang or no bangs. I'm not really much of a bang girl. Okay. Um, but I do <laughs> wear. Well, I wear a couple of variations of the same wig, so it's the same style. But I've got like platinum blonde. I've got you know like dirty blonde i've got highlights so Mm -hmm. how often do you go have what do you have meetings or council yeah so we have a we've got a a monthly uh we have a monthly meeting of the governing board and Mm -hmm. then pretty much how we get all of our work done it's actually very similar to how people in congress get their work done is we have a series of committees and the committees all are relevant to particular issues in our neighborhood. So we have a transportation and safety committee. We have a green committee. We've got an outreach committee. Uh, we have a homelessness committee. Mm-hmm. Uh, I happen to be the homelessness liaison for the for the neighborhood council. So I attend the homelessness council or the homelessness committee meetings, as well as uh, different you know city sponsored events that deal with homelessness. Yeah. And then I bring that information back to the council and you know set it out into the universe. Uh, I also happened to one of the things that I wanted to do when I was running one of my campaign promises, if you will, was that I wanted to form an LGBTQIA committee because Silver Lake mm. has such a rich queer history. And, Brilliant. you know, in, in my neighborhood, as well as a lot of the neighborhoods, you're seeing a lot of queer spaces disappear. Yeah. And it's happening, you know, uh, f- 
fast enough that it's a problem, but slowly enough where people aren't really taking action and seeing it as, right. as, as the problem that it is. So I wanted to form this committee to make sure that our queer spaces and our queer history are preserved, as well as making sure that queer people have a, a fair and actual actually represented voice in our government. So right. and I was shocked to find out when I submitted the motion to form this committee, which, by the way, it passed unanimously, which I thought was incredible. Work. I was. Oh. I want to see the machine. Come on, sound. Oh, thanks for the sound effect. Um, but I was shocked to find out that it's actually the first uh, queer-focused co- uh, committee for any neighborhood council in the entire city. And as I mentioned, there's about 90 neighborhood councils. Yeah. So that was kind of shocking to me, and it kind of showed to me that there's still so much more work that needs to be done. But I've been very grateful that there's been a lot of um, support for for the committee. Amazing. That's so inspiring. I wish I, I can't even get it together to like... <laughs> clean my studio <laughs> and you're a politician and a drag queen uh, hats off wigs off you too. Thank and you. we're and we're so grateful that you came in full drag today we of course always get in drag for the podcast of course i it's, love uh, your wig willem that hair is that fair it's really nice <laughs> thank yeah. you yeah i mean normally i don't do a double-breasted wool suit in the summer but it is chanel <laughs> <laughs> so wait what if you had to, I guess you can't choose, but if you, what is one of the biggest issues that's going on in the neighborhood of Silver Lake right now? Sure. So that- I would say that, you know, the thing about, you know, there are all these issues happening in individual neighborhoods, but they often mm-hmm. sort of uh, reflect overall larger issues that are happening in the city. For me, totally. one of my greatest focuses is homelessness in Silver Lake, yeah. as well as homelessness in Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that you've heard the statistics that recently came out of uh, Los which is the Los Angeles uh, Housing Services Authority. Now, and, why are you sure? We haven't. Okay. Well, I feel like there's <laughs> been, I mean, there's billboards that have said, you know, uh, homelessness has increased uh, in LA County 12% uh, this past year over the previous wow. uh, and 16% in Los Angeles itself. Now, um, wow. y- you know, it's a difficult, you know, uh, situation to sort of try to fix you know there's not one answer to how, how we fix homelessness right. but i think if everybody is on board if everybody is talking about it, if everybody wants to you know pitch in and help in a way that they can you know i think we can make great changes yeah. uh last night i actually attended a uh, homelessness liaison committee meeting at city hall and it was really relevant because well first of all the the meeting was more of a presentation by city and county officials on the state of endeavors of what we're doing to uh, help alleviate homelessness, uh, Mm -hmm. primarily through Measure H and Proposition HHH, which are measures that we voted on recently here in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Come on, Triple H. (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) And, you know, one of the things that really uh, struck me about this meeting is that the city and county officials, they were so positive in everything that they were talking about. And I, I was really kind of disturbed about that because of the fact that yesterday city hall uh, voted unanimously to ban overnight sleeping in cars and that really really hurts people that are homeless and on the verge of living on the streets if you're homeless if you don't have an apartment but you have a car it is much safer for you to be sleeping in your car which is locked overnight than sleeping on the physical street, especially if you're a family. And that's the reality for so many uh, people in Los Angeles is that they are living in their cars and now 
city council has unanimously voted that they can no longer do that. And if they do that, they're going to be fined. They're going to get a ticket. And I can't tell you how many people Ugh. are one ticket away from getting their tar their car towed and getting all of their possessions taken away from them. And at that point, they're really screwed. So it's just shocking to me that the city was going over all of these ideas and solutions and all of this, you know, talk about what they're going to do when literally that same day, the entire city council voted unanimously to uh, to criminalize the impoverished. And I think that's just so bogus. Is there yeah. anything that we can do to um, help you with your efforts to overturn stupid measures like that? Or where can we follow you? What? How can we join in your fight? Absolutely. So first of all, you can email me personally, maybe.a.girl at silverlakenc.org. M-A-E-B-E. That's M-A-E-B-E. Um, but also, because of the fact that all 15 city council people uh, voted to, uh, you know, voted for this measure, anybody that lives in Los Angeles can email their city councilor and express their disappointment in that decision. Uh, Also, write your Congress people. You know, there's several Congress people that represent the Los Angeles area. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know, can we talk about Congress next? Okay. (laughs) So uh, I am. So what? Yeah, so I'm super excited. About a month ago, I announced my uh, my bid for Congress. So I'm running for California Congressional District 28, which is represented currently by Adam Schiff, who is a longtime established uh, Democrat. And you know, the thing about Adam Schiff is I don't I don't hate the guy. I think he's doing a lot of great work. Uh, mm. I generally agree with most of the ways that he has voted. What hair does he wear? Um, <laughs> trust me, it is not as cute as the hair that I'm wearing Good. right now. Right. Uh, but uh, with Adam Schiff, you know, I don't hate him. Um, but the thing is that a lot of people think that he's a progressive when he's not. Uh, one of the great things about him is that he is very supportive of the LGBTQIA community. Mm-hmm. However, uh, he's pretty much a war hawk. He voted uh, for the Iraq war. He voted mm-hmm. to keep troops in Afghanistan. He voted to support the Saudi invasion of Yemen. That's how long he's been in power he since is, the 90s. Uh, he has been in office since 2001. Oh, wow. And what is particularly unfortunate about the fact uh, of his reign is that his first election was really the first, the only challenge for him. When he won that first election, the uh, congressional districts were redrawn. And so for his uh, reelection, suddenly uh, District 28 became overwhelmingly Democratic. So since then, uh, District 28 has uh, voted about 70% Democrat and only about 20 to 30% Republican. Thank God. Um, now, for those of you not familiar with where Congressional District 28 is, uh, that uh, covers West Hollywood. So it's all of West Hollywood. It's Hollywood, Los Feliz, Silver Lake, Echo Park, the Hollywood Hills, Burbank, Glendale, Pasadena, all the way north, uh, including the uh, Angeles National Forest. So he's in a huge district that is overwhelmingly Democrat. And, you know, I think he's just kind of enjoying being able to keep his position. And I don't think it's fair that, you know, nobody else can come in and say, hey, I want to make some changes in this region. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is, if you vote yes on maybe for for Congress, you're voting for the most progressive candidate on the ballot. I'm currently up against five other uh, candidates who are running against Adam Schiff. Mm-hmm. Three of them are Republican. One is a conservative uh, independence. One's a Democrat who ran for governor twice, um, lost with less than one percent of the votes. So uh, please vote yes on maybe at the March 3rd primary. All right. March 3rd. Bitch. And ooh, yeah, I'm into it. Now, I have one last question. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 
How do you, what do you think about Marianne Williamson? Oh, Marianne Williamson? Oh my God, love her hair. <laughs> Cheekbones. Her hair, her lash, but also the things she's saying. I, You know, I had really counted her out after the first uh, debates. Um, where she was just sort of on an amethyst journey, and sort yeah. of completely amethyst journeying about. But this most recent debate, I was like, oh, and apparently she's like the most Googled um, person from from the debate really? on, on Tuesday. Yeah. Interesting. You know, I'll, I'll be honest mm-hmm. with you. I don't really have much of an opinion about her. Yeah, uh, I haven't been paying too much attention to the uh, the presidential primaries Same. at this point. I I know who my candidate is for the primaries. I'm going to vote for that candidate, uh, which right. happens to be Elizabeth Warren. Work. And then uh, whoever is the Democratic, you know, candidate for the general election is who I'll be supporting. Yeah. Yeah. So. Elizabeth Warren just gave it back to Chris Matthews. So good on Twitter. Uh, anyway, we're going to take a break. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being us. our first time guest, too. Yeah, of course. And hey, yeah. um, can I also, can I throw out my um, my website? Sure. Please. Uh, so we are looking for volunteers. And of course, it takes a lot of coins to run for Congress. So we would love Damn. a donation. Uh, it's may, uh, maybeagirlforcongress.org. That's M-A-E-B-E-A-G-I-R-L-F-O-R congress.org. And that'll be also on Race Chaser Pod. We'll put up the links to that and everything so you can get some easy click-ins. All right. Thanks for having having me, guys. I mean, I'm sorry, ladies. And uh, (laughs) folks, don't forget to get involved. She's thank you. Thank you. Oh, oh, careful. Oh, don't step on your train. Okay. Okay, good. We're good. We clear. That bead work. (laughs) Hello. Hello, are you over there? Ooh. It's so dark in here. Ooh. It's the passable light. Hello, 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 hello. This is, of course, where we go spelunking. Is that a bad? In the DMs. Uh, Ooh, Miggy. Diving. Miggy Maddie, she points out the cake might be relevant. This cake that she served might be relevant to Alaska's career. It's a baked Alaska. Who's Miggy Maddie? She's some girl on uh, Instagram, I guess. Well, this is very nice. And have you ever had a baked Alaska? No, I'm not good with uh, dairy. And there's a lot of it in there. It is so delicious, though. Yeah. It's like you take like ice cream, right? And then you like build a thing around it you and build then a put meringue it in the around oven. it. And then, yeah, oh, something. It's crazy good. I wonder if there's like a, like a vegan option. I don't know. We should try to make one for the. Um, for the OnlyFans now on Patreon. I love that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know you to get baked so much. Um, sometimes. 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 Yeah. From Chris. Hey, Alaska. Hey, Willem. Huge fan of the podcast. Mm. First, I want to say to Willem that you shouldn't be too hard on yourself for trying to be educated. At least you are making an effort to learn about issues and topics, and I think everyone should follow suit instead of antagonizing you for not knowing every little detail about what's going on in the world today. I'm hoping to start drag soon, but for some reason I'm finding it immensely difficult to settle on a name oh i love naming okay alaska how did you know that your name was the right one for you willem what made you use your actual name big dipper what made you decide on the name grant vanderbilt (laughs) you guys definitely have one of the best lgbtqia plus podcasts and i'm excited to see where it goes best wishes to you both chris thanks chris well uh, my name, when I went into the SAG office when I was 16 or 17, mm-hmm. I told them I wanted to be um, 
McQuifa Fondouche. <laughs> and they Are you lo- making up a joke? No. Before that, it... <laughs> Before that, it was even more offensive, but I used to wear this Burger King outfit that I got at a thrift store, and I thought it would be funny to have like a McDonald's-ish name, and I wanted okay. Queef in it, and I was just, it was not a great name, but they looked uh-uh. at me when I told them that name, and they're like, you're going to have to use your real name on the card, and I said, oh, okay. And that was that. That was that. Yeah, because you're, an, as an actor, it is like, it's... Yeah, I'm glad, I, I'm glad I did what I did and I don't have to add like other names in. So when I go to a set, it's not like, um, right. Know, Shangela DJ Pierce. Right. You're um, a one name diva. Yeah. Monosyllabic. No, yeah. I'm not. There's two, there's two, double syllabic. I don't it's fucking know. It's two syllables. What made you decide on Alaska Thunderfuck? I just knew. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, uh, it was a struck by lightning moment. An aha. Mm-hmm. I was in college and um, we were hanging out and some of my friends were talking about strains of weed that they had tried. And someone said, oh, I had Alaskan thunderfuck. And I was like, it was like, I, I, I took out my notebook and, and on the back page, I said, this is going to be my drag name, Alaska thunderfuck. And I wrote it down and I had never done drag before. And... And I said, that's my drag name. And what made you start performing as Grant Vanderbilt from the House of Avalon, Dipper? <laughs> I think they have a mistaken identity there. Oh, that's that what happened. Okay. Uh... <laughs> so moving on, um, Sean says, Dear Willem in Alaska. Wait, what about Chris? Are you going to give him a name? Oh, fuck no. I hate that. Uh, this is my suggestion, however. And this is my critique of McQuifa McFuckerson or whatever the fuck you're... Fondouche. Fondouche. Okay. Well, the issue with that is if it's a name that you have to spell every single time that you say it, that's... It's gonna... You're just gonna spend a lot of time uh, spelling your name at people. So I think it should be easily spellable, easily Googleable words that are just words. Um, Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Make make your life easy for you. I suggest that. Do you know how many people detox reports on Instagram a day for tagging her in smoothie photos? Detox tea. Oh, she's so mad. (laughs) Okay, uh, this is from Sean. He says, Dear Willem in Alaska, could you spill any tea you know about RuPaul trying to fuck the drag race girls? Are you kidding? He did an interview recently about having an open marriage, and I was wondering if he's ever tried to kai-kai with the queens. There are many instances of Ru complimenting the dolls out of drag, and let's be real, there has been some serious trade in the workroom. Also, would either of you fuck Rue oh if given the chance? God. I think I've I've already tried and failed. Um, um no, I d- I <laughs> have never I have never witnessed anything In untoward. <laughs> no, uh, from RuPaul, uh-uh. I, I I never. So no 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 no. no, no I no. don't think it's like that. And of course, there are like attractive contestants, but I think that's because it's a TV show and um, TV likes to put attractive people on it. Yeah, right? and I can't imagine someone on staff at Drag Race dipping their dick into a contestant. It's so unprofessional. Um, hi, Madison. <sighs> hi, Alaska and Willem. I just wanted to know, did Mimi really tell try to tell the exact same Rachel Dolezal joke after Jinx told it an hour earlier during the haters' rose? Also, the panels and the audience reaction during her set were everything. Love the pod and love you too. Yes. And I can, I can, I can say that me, Jinx, and Ben all made eye contact at that point and gave each other. A, did she just say that same joke rephrased? Part of the thing with these panels and things like snatch game or mismatch game is if someone tells the jokes before you, you cross yours out. 
And it, Girl, I had the red pen out the whole show, and I was way at the I end. I was next to you. I saw you literally going, well, fuck that one. Can't do that one. That was one of my good ones. Oh, can't do that one. Thankfully, yeah. most of your set was cut for time anyway. <laughs> so it worked Dick. out. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, Mimi has been known to... Um, uh, cop a joke from other people. Uh, ben I thought her looks were really cool, oh, and God, I thought that, her set that was generally giant, very funny. If that black very long. leather thing was a really cool, cool look. Yeah, I think really... Divine would wear that in a second. Yeah. Do they normally do two looks, or that was because it was the? We story? normally do three. We do a meet and greet look, a first act look, and a second look. Wow. Yeah, just to, you know, why not? Yeah, um, yeah, it's drag. Yeah, from Lenny. Hello, Magnificent Women's. <laughs> My question is, would you travel to a country where homosexuality is illegal or highly repressed? I assume places like Brunei, punishing gays by death, even though it says they won't enforce it, girl, is already kind of out of the question. But the others, I'm always on the fence. Uh, because I don't want to give money to a country not respecting my identity. On the other side, it sucks to limit yourself. What are your thoughts? Uh, well, he's from Canada. Um, uh, I have performed in places where homosexuality is illegal. For instance? Uh, um, <laughs> Dubai, Singapore, I think. It's technically okay. illegal, and you performed in Singapore, too. I haven't. You haven't? Not yet, but I'm scheduled to do so. Cancel. <laughs> well, it is completely out of it is out of pocket. Deeply out of no, pocket. Um, yeah, I. If here's the thing, the people bringing us to those countries are always usually LGBTQIA people, so their hearts and wallets are in the right spot for us to make it easy to say yes, so we can entertain people who may not get the chance to see us ever again like that. Yeah. So I'm. I'm inclined to say no, or I'm inclined to say yes, unless for safety, I wouldn't want to. Like, I wouldn't That's, go back to Dubai. I would not go back to Dubai. For you safety. would not. No, I almost got arrested twice. Like, once um, at Kim Gucci. Control and Sex in the City too. Once movie. at Gucci? Yeah, I was trying on high heels like an idiot. And a lady in a veil started screaming. Veil and the eye shade too. So, you know, she was a serious one. And they put me in the back stock room and they said, stay here. Do not come out until we come get you. Will. It was... It, it, I was as I was back there I'm like I'm the stupidest person all for heels I bought the shoes came back to America they broke and then Gucci here wouldn't fix them because they're like we're not affiliated with Gucci in the Middle East at all it's not a franchise with us we don't work with them and I was like y'all need to fix my Gucci's I almost lost my head and then at the show the cops showed up and they hold us away in this back dressing room they arrested the DJ they detained him because they figured no DJ no music we couldn't go on <laughs> good luck we had a thumb drive um yeah well so what's That's your crazy yeah it was not a great experience well i i agree with you that it it has to be safe for like everybody involved um because you know it has to be yeah, safe it's for not people. my sex life go <laughs> has to be safe for people going to the show like um uh, you know of course i do kind of i mean i kind of feel like there are queer people everywhere in the world. So sometimes getting to go to like a new place that doesn't generally get to have like drag performances yeah. is like really liberating and empowering and, and really fucking inspiring. And I love doing it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like to like be safe and not get 
arrested as well. So super fun. Yeah. Um. Thanks, Lenny. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Um. You want to grab this one? <laughs> From Dylan, I want to thank you for the political segment. It is important that our community understands how the local, state, and federal government affects our lives. I was in Puerto Rico last week and having Ricky Martin protesting, waving the pride flag, made a difference for more tolerance and equality. Your explanation of the background and follow-up to the events was very well explained. Thank you both for being open and honest. You two are wonderful. Here is my dick pic for Willem. He is free to abuse and use as he sees fit devil face emoji dylan it's always easier a little easier with poppers from miami two hits and anything fits thanks double scorpio um this dick is nice this dick is at least if you took your thumb and you went past the middle knuckle almost to like where the thumb attaches to the hand that's how thick it is for sure um Hateful Notorious Club. Hateful Notorious Club. And his toes are all the right length. Like, his third toe isn't longer than his second toe. And the balls look nice. Okay. Thank you, Dylan. And thank you, um... Thank you for your follow-up on uh, on the yeah. political segment. We're glad we can help uh, educate people, including myself. Um, Patrick says, Hi, Alaska Willem Dipper. I have a question for you about your opinions on drug culture and hookup culture. Recently, I've noticed an onslaught of people on Grindr who are into partying and playing, i.e. doing Tina and other drugs like G and hooking up. Back in my day, I'm only 30, those sorts of drugs were kept hidden or at least not obviously publicly i feel like the paradigm has shifted in hookup culture to be synonymous with drug culture how do you guys feel about this huge fan willem i missed your suck last show and can we get another aa girls album patrick punk rock um here's my thing i think drugs like tina and g are not for like your everyday hooking up like weekends pride parties like it's something that you want to be prepared to do do in a safe space where you know you can party and stuff because i'm not judging people if they want to party they want to party i have great friends that have been doing crystal for 10 15 years they do it like they allow themselves once every season or like you know once a year have a good go out to cathedral city and get real real spun and they're active productive members of society too they're not crackheads well they are that night <laughs> but um i think it's fine i think uh drug culture is fine as long as you're upfront about it because getting to a hookup and then someone saying oh let me you, you want to smoke some of this i just need a little bit i can't get hard blah, blah, blah. it's like you should have told me first so i like that it's in their profile good for them well okay and all that being said i just think it's important to say that um these these things are really dangerous oh, like yeah. g for instance i mean i don't typically like ha- like having anything in my purse that can uh kill me uh and g if you don't take it correctly it, you can literally just drop dead and die that night mm-hmm. um and the, the same thing with um crystal and I, it's extremely addictive and yeah. you know um that's like the one i haven't done yet meth addiction right neither have i because meth scared. addiction is really like it's a growing thing and it, it does like take, it sometimes takes people and takes our fucking culture and takes neighborhoods and like, um, people who were get sort of wrapped up in the really heavily addictive nature of it. Mm-hmm. So like, um, just, I mean, it, I recommend not doing them. Yeah. Um, some gra- marijuana is great. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. Um, thank you so much, Patrick Punk Rock. Yeah, we, thank you, Patrick. We appreciate Punk Rock. that. Um, you, I think people should do what makes them happy and doesn't kill them. Willem, 
Your Suckless Show. Wait, I miss your Suckless Show. And can we get another AAA Girls album? Call Courtney. Call Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney's in Berlin for 10 days with Marco. She is? Yeah. Live. I know, right? I'm like Berlin. Just I did Berlining about. I did Hamburger Mary's Berlin back in 2014. Oh wow! It's closed now. Oh, <laughs> after that incident. Yeah, they said Ooh, we're show. pulling the funding. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, thank, thank you all so much for, for listening, listening to Hot Glasses. <laughs> oh, follow us on IG at Willem at the Only Alaska Five Thousand and at Race Chaser Pod. Yes, and we will be back next week with more piping, steaming, scalding, boiling, hot gas. Hot Goss is a Forever Dog podcast. Produced by Big Dipper. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Mixed and mastered by Alex Sarchet. Our theme music is graciously provided by ATF Enterprises, Incorporated Limited. Hot! <laughs>